Hey, y'all, what it do, man? It's your big homie, Bobby Dollars. And again, today, I would love to invite you to another episode of the Bobby Dollar Show. Hey, um, this one is going to be a good one, too, uh, for everybody that listens on a regular basis. Uh, I have been talking back and forth with this young lady here for a few minutes, man, and uh, we got the opportunity to finally put some in cement. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're here now. Um, <clears throat> She originally from St. Louis, just like myself, but right now she's residing in Huntsville, AAMU alum. <laughs> I want everybody to say what's up to my girl, Molly. Hey, say what's up to her, Molly. Hey, everybody. It's Molly with Molly with the Most Podcast. Hi. Yeah, there she is. There she is. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? So, so um, <clears throat> originally you from St. Louis. Um, yes. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm from, so... When you finally see the video, you will see repping the loop, uh, spread it across okay. the screen a little bit. <laughs> um, so tell me, uh, uh, where you grew up in St. Louis, man? Where you go to high school and everything? Okay, so I grew up um, on the north side until so I was about 12 or 13, and okay. we moved to Florissant. So I've been in like McClure North with my high school. Ooh. I graduated in 06. <laughs> I feel oh, so man. old. You, you say you feel so old, girl. You a baby. I graduated in 95. You know? <laughs> oh, shit, my man, my man. <laughs> but no, so, yeah, I grew up um, originally on the north side, living like, you know, how we do, living in Grady House. Uh, yeah. We had a, I would say, a fairly decent sized family. Then um, we branched out, got our own home in Forsyth, and we've been out there ever since. I um, left St. Louis at the age of 18. That's when I came to college down okay. here in Huntsville. And I just really been down here ever since. Yeah, that's kind of what I did too. I went away. Um, I got a scholarship to play ball at MU. And uh, okay. I changed my mind though. I didn't want to go to MU. Uh, I wanted to go to a D2 school. So I ended up going to a Missouri Western at the time. It was Missouri Western State College, but mm -hmm. it's Missouri Western University now. So I'm like you, man. I burnt out at 18. When I came back, I was like, no, I got to get my own. I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm so used to ripping it. Yeah. Right. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So that's um, one of the reasons I didn't even want to come <laughs> back to St. Louis. Shit, I don't blame you. Shit, I want to leave right now, to be honest with you. I, I really wish it was a time that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could just gather up everything and just hop out of here, man, because it's crazy. In this yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. So how is it down where you are right now it in Huntsville? <sighs> okay, so a lot of people ask me, and I always say, it's definitely not St. Louis. It's right. very much slow because when you think of Alabama, you think of like a smaller city or country and stuff like that. So right. I'm not gonna say it's fully country, but you do have your outskirts area, country, yeah. cows, horses, stuff like that. I <laughs> but um, yeah, it it is, but it's also like you know, like I'm real down here in Alabama. It still amazes me, and what this is 14 years later, like I'm still amazed that I'm here. Yeah. But Huntsville, honestly, 
it's a growing city. I will say that um, it's destined to be one of the biggest cities in Alabama. I think they project it within the next five to ten years or so. Oh, wow. So they're expanding and they're growing, but it's definitely different from St. Louis to a smaller city. Ah, that's what's up, man. Growth is good, though. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with hey. that. Ain't nothing wrong <laughs> with that. That's what's up, man. So um, y'all been handling the COVID situation down there pretty good, the new normal and everything? Look, as good as any other state, honestly, um, you know, we still get the cases every day. I can say personally for myself, I don't really go too many places or do too many things like right now, just trying to stay safe within everything. But as far as like the state or the city, you know, they have the mass ordinance that some people abide by, some people don't abide by. So, right, every city you go, you show, right. Yeah, so it's just really like, it's more so like just making sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but you know, other people. Yeah, I mean, you really can't, you really can't be accountable for everybody else, man. But at the same time, you do want to hold people accountable. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's like a catch-22, man, because... I make, and I make, I'm gonna hey. say, that's where all the, the confrontation comes in and when you want to hold somebody else accountable now they're feeling like don't come at me like that you see right. you know all these social media videos and reports of people getting into it and exchanges and yeah well you know I, I get in and get out Everybody ain't built to be an adult, so you know how that shit go. <laughs> that's just how that is, you know. <laughs> but that's what's yeah, up, really man. <clears throat> so tell me this though. Um I know, like myself, you're a podcaster. Uh, tell, tell us about your show, mm-hmm. like some of your topics and generally how you how you run your show. <laughs> okay, so I'm Molly, like I said, Molly with the most um, mm-hmm. podcast. Um, it's available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, um, Google Podcasts, and other anchors and things like that. Um, so the podcast is truly just about me and everything. So I don't have specific topics. Um, that I stick to each episode. Um, it's more so just me. Some episodes I will be by myself, like just right. sharing like my personal experiences or what I'm going through personally. And then I love for people to write me back um, on social media platforms. Okay. And just, okay. you know, interact with me. And then for, for other episodes, I do bring guests in. So I do call them co-hosts, but they just different guests. Sometimes I let people talk about their business ventures that they have going on. I've had um, Shannon Elizabeth. She's from St. Louis as well. She has a boutique. I don't know the address, but it's in the city, down by Crown Candy area. Okay. But she's a plus-size um, model that has her own boutique there, so she came on to kind of give advice about business oh, and like how it. we got started. Then I have different people come on and talk about dating, um, sex, kinks, fetishes, <laughs> things like that. So, yeah. It's all over the place, but I do try to promote my people as I can. That's good, though. You ain't, I mean, it's supposed to be all over the place, man. That's what, (laughs) that's what make it fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you get to that point to where everything is all extra organized and professional, then yeah, you need to be working for, you know, or being (laughs) sponsored by Nike or some damn body. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm with that, man. Like my podcast shit. 
I don't know what the hell I be doing. Be like, I ain't even know I was finna ask you no questions or shit. At first, I was finna just straight have a conversation with you. Then I was like, nah, I want I want to do some questions. <laughs> so, okay. I, I don't never know what I would do. I'm so out the box and all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's uh, a good thing you know. Yeah, I, I mean, you would be surprised at um, how good people think like that. You know what mm. I'm saying? By like taking little bits and pieces of what you're thinking and sitting here and here and here and just keep going back and forth to different thoughts and different processes and figuring shit out. Right. Yeah, that, that ain't nothing wrong with that. So with, <clears throat> but dealing with that type of stuff though, like how do you normally like straight get rid of stress? Because I mean, me, I smoke and other people drink. Like how do you get rid of stress? Okay. So it honestly, the crazy thing is, it used to be like every day, like I'm just gonna get me a glass of wine, like right. like to keep the wine down or something like that. Right. But um, I would say March, early March of this year, I decided to kind of change that because I didn't want that to be my crutch, what I always went back to when I'm feeling anxiety or stress or my mental health is off. I didn't want that to be my crutch, so I actually gave up. Um, alcohol, so I stopped okay. drinking, but I didn't fully stop to Cinco de Mayo. So Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> I had to get that last little bit of tequila in. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I um now with my stress, I work out. I work out. Oh, um, okay. I go to the gym about anywhere from three to six times a week. Sometimes oh, I want the morning and the evening doing two a day. So that's more so been my stress reliever lately. Well, shit, I want to be like you when I grow up. What the hell? <laughs> no, trust me, it ain't easy. What keeps me going is the fact that, okay, I see a weight loss transformation. I see the pounds or my clothes fit different type of thing. So I'm like, okay. But if I wouldn't see no difference, I'd probably be like, okay, I just need to go to therapy at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, I did say I smoke. Um, I've been smoking so long that I think that... Um, it's just become like a, a part of, of just what I do. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> my actual stress reliever, to be absolutely honest with you, is my lawn care service. Like okay. doing, doing 10 houses or 11 houses in the day, you know, or doing a, a big ass landscaping job where I'm dump, you know, like transferring bricks or building retainer walls or something mm -hmm. like that. Like I really get an opportunity to, to think and, you know, omit, or just omit all the bullshit, figure out all the positives, you know, move yeah. myself away from the negatives. And I, it'd be pretty cool. Like I, I tell people that all the time, man, gardening, cutting grass, all that stuff is so serene. It really is. I mean, you get funky as hell from the heat, but. Right. <laughs> but I don't think I'm an outdoors person like that. Man, I love it outdoors. I love it outdoors. I don't know why. Um, like, I don't like the bugs, the mosquitoes and all that shit, but. Like I just booked a trip to um, to the Smoky Mountains. Like I like the scenery and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, you know, with me being my age, man, like I'm 43 now, so I'm mm -hmm. just trying I'm just trying to do a little different shit every now and again, you know, me and my wife and just experience shit. And, you know, so that way if something happened or this COVID hit shit, at least when I'm dying, I can remember two, three trips shit. I <laughs> <laughs> I could be laughing. Like, like he's he been smiling on the vent the whole time. Shit, I was thinking about that damn trip we took. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Real talk though. Hey, but so tell me, um, right now, um, what what would you say you are completely obsessed with? Oh shoot. 
right now, what am I completely obsessed with? Trying to think. Okay, it's super strange. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but milk, really? right? Like for the last two months, I have been drinking milk like every day. And I wasn't big on milk, but I found this um, lactose-free Fairlife okay. milk. Okay. And I drink it like every night before bed. I have to drink a glass. And all my friends call me an old lady because I drink it. <laughs> I just been addicted. Right. I'm obsessed with milk for some reason. Like I, That's even if I don't have an appetite, I want yeah. milk. Well, I went through that phase when uh when I dis when I discovered almond milk. So <laughs> I did that too. I was eating it with cereal, drinking this shit. I was mixing with stuff. I was yeah. drinking coffee. Like I was like, damn. And then one day I just stopped drinking it. I don't know. I think I wanted some yeah. chocolate milk. That's what it was. I wanted some chocolate milk, and I couldn't drink chocolate milk with almond milk. I wanted it with the, the regular two percent, like I always <laughs> use, you know. And shit, man, I mixed that milk up and went back. I, I had a relapse. And that's all. <laughs> so I was like, forget it. I'm going back to the blue top. <laughs> gotcha. See, I can't do the blue top. I need the lactose free. Yeah. For like milk, it's just something about this particular milk. I don't know what it is. They didn't put cracking in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, uh, tell me, what would you consider since, uh, since the, I guess, the new normal? You know what? Nah, we ain't even gonna, cause we ain't gonna say nothing about the new normal. But what would you consider the perfect weekend? The perfect weekend? Yeah. Whether you was with somebody or by yourself or just like, I guess for me, while you thinking about it, the perfect weekend for me would be just renting a hotel room and smoking me a blunt and being by myself. <laughs> Ain't nobody to talk to. Nobody. <laughs> just chilling, man. I don't want to talk to nobody. So it's a toss up for me because I'm such a homebody. I didn't used to be a homebody, but lately I'm just a homebody and I enjoy like being at home by myself, Netflix and chilling. Yeah. But if I had to pick a weekend, I think I would want to go to a beach, but not like a US beach, like an out of the country oh, beach yeah, and just yeah. relax on the beach, like in Cabo or Punta Cana somewhere. Like I think that would be dope. Yeah, that would be. I I would love to do that, but I don't do water, so I'm not. Really? I'm well, not, I can't no, swim. Let me say that. I can't swim, but I love water. Love it. I'm cool. I can't swim, and I'm not going near it. <laughs> I'm all right. Ain't taking no I ain't taking no trips on no boats. I ain't standing in the middle of the water with them big boots on the fish. I ain't doing none of that <laughs> shit. I, ain't, <laughs> I heard you can die six inches of water. I ain't playing with that shit. I'm cool. <laughs> I, I, I told you, man, I was 10 years old and they told me you can drown in six inches of water. Shit, I ain't forgot that. Never. <laughs> I, but that's what's up. So, all right, man, in the timeline right now, all right, with, mm -hmm. the, with the new normal, the COVID, uh, social mm -hmm. distancing, um, all the stuff that we got to deal with every day of the week. What would you say the most useful thing you own is? Oh, crazy to say, and it's probably bad to say, but my phone, because it keeps me updated with everyone. Like as far as if I'm video chatting or just phone calling somebody, or if I'm getting on social media, just to make sure like, okay, let me see what they say. They seem like they straight, they cool or something like that. I would say my phone because it keeps me up to date with news um, articles, lets me know what's going on with people and also okay. in the world. 
So I would think my phone has been the most beneficial thing so far. That's what's up. That's what's up. I can see it. I guess I can see that. I mean, that, that definitely wasn't my answer, but I, I can see that. <laughs> so what's your answer? The most useful thing right now during the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything, shit, my family. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? That's, that's it for me. Like, it's me, my mm-hmm. wife, son, and daughter, man. That's like all I can depend on right now. I can't trust nobody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit, that's just what it is. Bro. I can understand it. I can see it. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess... um. You seem like you got a lot of energy, man. Like a lot of positive energy. That's that's just pretty cool. Like I, I did an interview with um with Crystal Holloway and she talked to me a lot about redirecting your energy and, and mm-hmm. harnessing your positive energy, using crystals to uh, produce energy for plants and different stuff like that. And you know, all that was real intriguing for me. So like you seem like that positive uptight, I mean upbeat type, you know. I mean, at least you do on your podcast from when I be listening and everything. So tell me this then. Um, what kind of music would play when you walk into a room and that would be your intro music everywhere you go? So okay, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I try to be as positive and optimistic as possible and keep my energy up and just, you know, give off those vibrations. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is I'm kind of real ratchet at heart. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be Yo Gotti. Okay. Either I got that set or that's what's up. Hell no, that's <laughs> what's up. Hey, that's what's up though. Hey, I ain't mad. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. I think uh <laughs> shit, mine might be a Chris Brown song. You choose. <laughs> Don't even oh, matter. Really? <laughs> Hey, I love Chris Brown. That's the little homie, man, for real. I do, too. I don't know. My energy is just so, like, you know, I give off these vibrations, but I think I feel dope in my head, like, type of thing, yeah. so. Hey, that's what's <laughs> up. I mean, but just as long as you're keeping it real, man, like, long as you're being as realistic as you possibly can and not, right. you know, creating a character that you're presenting for people every time you're around them, then, yeah, shit, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. That's true. So, so that's what's up, man. So you say you, you gonna get ratchet on a nigga. You gonna come with that yo Gotti. Let's put a date on it, nigga. That's what's up. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about that yo Gotti. That's what's up. It's such a classic. So yeah, and then it could be Boosie set it off too. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, you you got that St. Louis wrinkle in your forehead like I do. So I already know. <laughs> I already know. Okay, so uh, in the wake of September. We're, uh, mm-hmm. call, we're calling this month Sextember. Um, we are using this month actually to, I am on my platform. I am mm-hmm. actually I am actually using this month to um, speak on like women's health, wellness, um, <clears throat> just women in general, you know, um, yeah, bodies, attitudes, minds, sexuality, all of that type of shit. And every single one of my guests that are female that I speak with, I tend to throw some kind of questions in there. I don't know. Some of them are educational. Some of them are, you know, purposeful. (laughs) Some some of them just meaningless, like the questions I'm about to ask you right now. Let me sit up for this. (laughs) Some of them ain't, you know what I'm saying? Some of them really ain't about nothing. Okay. Okay. All right. So tell me this then. In the wake of September, so if there is a time every day of the week that you get up okay and you pull that first drawer out and you look and you say i gotta be comfortable i just gotta be comfortable today 
what would be your favorite pair of underwear to put on? <clears throat> Whether am I leaving the house or am I staying in the house? I mean, it's to it's totally up to you. You should. It's all your comfort <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm leaving the house, I'm not even going front. Granny panties are so comfortable. <laughs> I've heard. Granny I absolutely have heard. Yeah, they're so comfortable. They give you that full coverage. They not gonna ride up or anything like that. So if I'm at home, I mean, if I'm leaving, great. If I'm at home, nudist. Because I live by myself, so I don't have to worry about other people and things like this. So yeah, nudist yeah. is at home. I'm looking in your background. It looks like a real nice ass crib too. <laughs> Thank you. Know you. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. I like that, man. That is Thank awesome. you. But um, so tell me how you feel about kissing in public and being affectionate and all that type of shit. You know, like um, smacked on the ass and all that type. Like I've been smacked on the ass by my wife in public, and I don't know how it made me feel. <laughs> I really don't. So. So I think that's something I had to grow into, um, like showing affection either in public or private because I just, I didn't grow up in that type of household where we hugged or said I love you and things like that. That was just something we, we showed our love other ways. So I was always loved, but I just didn't know how to show love and affection like wow. in that. But so it was something I had to grow into. So now I do feel like, okay, I like this. I can like hold my hand, put your arm around me, like kissing and things like that. But I do feel like keeping it to a certain limit too right. is respectful of others. I got you, say of others, huh? <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you walk in somewhere and you see somebody else just like tongues all down their throat. Yeah, I was finna ask you that. Like, how do how do you approach the situation? Do how do it make you feel when you see it? Like, some of us, it like works. myself. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't care being involved, but I guess looking at somebody else, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, okay, y'all gonna get a room and just keep, you know, on with my business. But you know, you just don't want to see that. And depends on where you are too. Because yeah. I do feel like being respectful of other people's children. So you just have to watch like okay. the environment that you're in when you do certain things. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes that makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So um one of my guests, I ain't going to say guests, but one of the people that I got a message from on Facebook today, because I actually, I, don't, I never use Facebook. I hate it. It's like the worst. I would never, ever, I wouldn't even send a car dealer to Facebook to do nothing. Like, I, I hate Facebook so much. Okay. <laughs> but today, but today I was on Facebook and I was promoting the show um, and mm -hmm. I, was, I was putting out a... Um, uh, links for all the different videos and I asked people to uh, give me a few questions okay so okay. I was like DM me a few questions to ask my guest today one of the questions that I got and it was a multiple like it, was, it was, wasn't a multiple question but it was multiple people sent me the exact same question and they told me to ask and this was five different dudes alright okay. that I know personally <laughs> said to me and they all from St. Louis all of us that could be any type of question if they from St. Louis <laughs> they said ask her what does it feel like when a woman orgasms okay and, and what does it feel like it's like for me I'll say for me mm -hmm. it's a feeling of 
like your body becomes very at ease, but it's like this tingling sensation and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's like your soul leaving your body, but your body is at <laughs> ease, like completely at ease, but you feel this tingling sensation and it's just like, you kind of want to go into convulsions. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I don't know, it makes a difference for other people, but that's right. just what it seems for me. Like, you just get completely calm, but then you still, you know, feel that tingling sensation. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That's what's up, man. So I'm sure when they watch that, I hope when y'all watch this, man, that was satisfying enough. Y'all don't keep fucking with me, man. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you might have to have low, man. Real, though, everybody's <laughs> so she might get hot or, you know, something more. So my body becomes cool and calm. I got you. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So another question, I mean, another, uh, yeah, well, another question that was uh, presented to me was, what types of props or toys do you use to excite or to get involved? And this was by a woman. Right, so this, this is, this is my, a woman. Let me okay. see. This is my cup of tea right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, I will always say for women are different. Some people like penetration. Mm -hmm. Some people just like stimulation. I'm okay. a stimulation person, so I don't necessarily have to have the penetration when it comes to toys. So I do prefer personal like massagers and things like that. They don't necessarily have to be inserted. Just kind of rub on the clitoris area yeah. or even like the anal area, of course. Okay. Um, so more personal massagers. Um, Little bullets and things like that are cute, but not necessarily for me. But there is something I've been seeing on Twitter that I definitely want to try. Like couples have been going out on dates, and the girl will have like a bullet in, and the guy will be the uh, trouble. Like, yeah, yeah. But they're yeah, out yeah. in public. So I think it's pretty like <laughs> spicy. Yeah. Nobody around knows what's going on, so I think that's pretty dope. Well, I think that would be, hey, that would be hard, man. I like that, but I think, <laughs> I think the problem might be on her end, though. True, true. Like, true. Is, is she functional? Is she gonna be able to keep her damn mouth shut? <laughs> yeah. Like because that. I think that's what spices up and makes it fun is because like the guy is controlling it so you can put it on like setting one or setting ten and like you just kind of controlling it watching yeah. her squirm so yeah. I think that's like really good foreplay yeah, but yeah. also like um oils like the warming oils that people use like you can kind of uh, rub it yeah, in and yeah. up the skin and things like that something I've used whips before, but I'm not really a pain person, so I don't yeah, care I don't, for that. You're gonna be whipping on me and shit. Yeah, me, <laughs> my, me, me and my wife used to always go to uh, Rodeo Drive, right, right off of uh, mm -hmm. the road, and um, then they opened up the Hustler store on Natural Bridge over here, and we even been to them, and we that's that's we would go buy that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Um, and all that stuff, it's all fun. You know, uh, we seen the underwear like that too. And uh, I got told, I was like, man, go ahead on. I'm like, get the hell out of here. You wouldn't be able to, uh, <laughs> like, you wouldn't be able to do no shit like that. I'm like, nah, you know, she'd be mad at me. <laughs> I'm like, she'd be hella mad at me because I'll be going nuts with that moment. <laughs> The fun, though. Yeah, the fun. yeah, yeah. I'd be going nuts <laughs> with that mug. I'd be pushing the shit out that button. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so it, it probably wouldn't work with us, but you know, that's what's up, man. It's, it, it is fun, though, because when I look at the videos and stuff like that, I'd be crying. I'd be like, damn, man, he had her ass on 10. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, exactly. So I think that'll be dope to try. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Okay, that was a good idea. I like that. That's cool, <laughs> man. That's what's up. So uh, is there anything else like, I mean, like that's kind of outside of the bedroom. Anything else that's like within that you may um, like want to introduce to the lady, something different that that you do or something that you might want to say, hey, you should try this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have something that's kind of controversial. <laughs> okay. Um, some people may know what it is, some people may not, but it's something called pegging. Oh no. Did did I tell you what did I what did I say on the damn message when I said that? We are not doing that shit, man. <laughs> Hell, so, you know, some people may be interested in it, some not. I'm just hey, one of those people like Speak your piece, man. Speak, <laughs> speak your piece. So I've never personally done it. Let me say that I've never personally done it, but I'm not opposed to trying it. So uh -huh. I'll say that I'm pretty open when it comes to um, exploring different sexual kinks or fetishes. I do have my limits when I'm just like, no, won't do. I know for a fact. But certain things I don't mind exploring. So, but because I'll never truly know if I like it or if I don't like it unless I try it. But right. other things I know for a fact, like not into that, can't do it type of thing. But I, well, I, I know is popular right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Hey. Some people, they're really into it. It's popular. Hell, I see it on Twitter. I'd be like, whoa, okay. I mean, it's an easy I, I, I have nothing to say. Hey, like I said, man, you speak your piece. If that's something that you feel like, you know, that <laughs> may help your relationship, it may make your situation better, then I am. I do not judge people. I have no room in this world to judge anybody. You do what makes Right, that's true. You know of course, I just have, I found a guy that's into it. I, I know he's out there somewhere. Well, <laughs> I, heard, I, I heard that damn episode, man. I don't know, Molly. You, hey, man, you, <laughs> you probably need to start drinking again. You tripping, man. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, these are sober thoughts. Sober thoughts. Oh my God, man! Like that is horrible, <laughs> man. That is that is horrible. That is police brutality you are talking about here. We are not. <laughs> but you know what? In all honesty, like I'm pretty sure I've never come across, but it's plenty of guys who like it. I think it's so much of a stigma that's on it. A lot of guys aren't going to be upfront to say or actually, you know, admit like, yeah, I do like it. Or, oh, I have tried it. So, but I mean, it's a stigma on it. How does that make you look at your guy every day that you're looking at him? Like, like you and him getting into an argument, this nigga mad. He like, man, I'll fuck you up. You don't never talk to me like that. And you just thinking in the back of your mind, I just pegged your ass last night, nigga. You ain't scary, you ain't scary nigga. You ain't talking about that. And that's the oh, thing. Man. If you're going to bring it up in a relationship, like in an argument or when you mad or a fight or whatever, like that's definitely not for you. Like, no, I, no, I'm no, no, I'm not saying you would say that to him. I'm saying in the oh, back, of your, it, in the back of your mind, you like, nigga, you ain't tough. You ain't <laughs> like versus. I, mean, I, got a lot. I probably would think it, but yeah. Nah, I man, <laughs> ain't no way. I couldn't be like, that's to me, I feel like. Um, I, I feel like I understand that that's something that's kind of what sexual or whatever is anything goes mm -hmm. in the bedroom, all that type of shit, but. I feel like if it's a man that's allowing his woman to do that type of shit, like 
he he didn't he didn't want no woman you know he just didn't want her he didn't want a him behind him you know what i'm saying because i don't know i can't see like i'm in my opinion i feel like if you're gonna be gay be gay ain't nothing wrong with it if that's what you want to do but that's the thing though i think that's why it's a stigma on it because anything that a guy does with a female is still heterosexual it's just he's getting anal stimulation from her or whatever so it's not him wanting something that's considered homosexual is him enjoying different aspects or different kinks with a female. But um, a lot of people do feel that way. Like what you said, a lot of people, and I mean, I'm pretty sure five or 10 years ago, I would have thought the same thing, but it's just more so be kind of learning. And I actually read and research like kinks and stuff because I'm weird like that. But it's something I have to learn. Like, okay, whatever a man does with a female is still considered heterosexual. But although some men do, you know, I do believe men could be bisexual. Some people feel like they can't. But that could be part of it, too. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, hidden fantasies and shit, I guess. I don't know. But it is what it is, is, (laughs) man. Hey, man, we... (laughs) Hey, it's Sex Temple, man. Hey, you on the Bobby Dollar Show right now, man. I'm talking with Molly with the most, man. She she in there talking some crazy shit to your home. Hey, <laughs> hey, she ain't talk to the big homie like he ain't shit, bro. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, what are you doing? Hey, to I'm me, just trying to inform you of other things that are out there. This, like you said, it's Sex October. I mean, Sex Timber. Sex October, <laughs> so, hell no. <laughs> look, I'm trying to make it go. Too much. <laughs> yeah, too, too long, right? Too long, shit. Cause that's what's up, man. Hey, and like I said, I don't judge nobody, Molly. Hey, whatever make you happy, you do it. You do it. You know, just I mean, because your mental health is very important right now. I mean, I'm learning that, and I'm starting to say that in every episode that I do with people. So, you know, if that's what make you happy, if that's what's gonna get you mm-hmm. solitude, peace of mind, you know. Do it, shit. If that's what make you happy, do it, man. That's what's up, shit. That's true. That's what's up. So, um, tell me this, man. We're gonna switch gears a little bit, man. I'm gonna go and make that left on you. Uh, what's the one thing you the most worried about right now? Oh, come on. I would say the virus. Like, when is it gonna be over? When is it going to die down? Like, when are the numbers gonna go down? Like, I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to be out and about, visiting my friends and my family. So I think that's probably the thing that I'm worried about the most. It's just, I want it to be over. So I, I need it to decrease. I need it to die down within the next couple of months. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So what, what do you... I mean, what do you think could be a cure? I mean, not necessarily a scientific cure like they trying to figure Mm -hmm. out right now, but personally, like in your community, what would you consider would be a good thing as a cure? So I really felt like when the whole United States back in with March they first discovered that it was here, or so they say discovered that it was here, and they did that shutdown in all these states, I really wish that that could have been the time where it really was taken serious, and then we could have nipped that in the bud then. But it's like now, nobody's going to take it seriously if you try to do a re-shutdown in all of these states. Like, people are going to be like, you know, forget it. I'm out here. I'm doing stuff. So I I don't know. That's that's a tough question because I really feel like if it would have been handled properly from March to May, then we probably would never been 
where we are now with so many deals, so many inventions and right. things like that. Right, and then too, being so misinformed, I will say that. I mean, like, my wife is a respiratory therapist and she works for, uh, you know, the SSM Health Group. So she mm -hmm. she does, she pretty much works with the COVID patients every day. So mm -hmm. I learned, I hear, I've read, um, I've gathered a, a tons of, re I've done tons of research and gathered tons of intel. A lot of the things that we hear on TV and a lot of the things that they discuss and talk about, even the CDC is just false. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of scary to be absolutely honest with you because <laughs> we're in a whirlpool right now and they just keep dropping more and more bullshit within the whirlpool and it's spinning around with us. And before you know it, it's just going to go for us all. And, yeah. you know, I think the, the one thing that I'm the most worried about right now, and I know this is your interview, I shouldn't even be, I'm tripping, but. No, you're fine. <laughs> I think the, the one thing that I'm the most worried about right now is the looming race war. I've heard from six different people of, and four of them of power here in this city that has told me to prepare yourself because November's election come around if Donald Trump does not get reelected, there is going to be a civil war amongst Americans in this state. Mm -hmm. And he said there may even be a divide within the police too. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because some of the police are starting to see what's going on and they're not really particularly tripping off the fraternal order of police anymore. You know, mm -hmm. when they have to take their oath and do their code and all that shit. Right. And a lot of them are starting to say like, I'm cool, man. Y'all doing the wrong thing to the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? All the time. Mm -hmm. They're not going to necessarily stand up. You'll never actually see them on TV talking and stuff unless they didn't got fired or straight quit. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I've talked to a few people that said, man, like, it's some revolutionary shit about to happen. That's kind of what I'm worried about. And we all in my house got guns and all kinds of shit. Like, we all straight ready right now to defend ourselves in our homes, not to get out here and hurt people. Not right. Like because we're completely educated and I make sure my family upholds all laws and, and standards and, you know, we good people, we good society. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but... I can agree to that because it's like COVID happened yeah. about what two months later we had the George Floyd situation and then it's just it's a repetitive thing where they continue to harm us kill us abuse us and then you have the right versus the left you have the yeah. pro-Trump versus anti-Trump like and then you throw Joe Biden in the mix nobody's happy like yeah. type of thing. So I, I can definitely, you know, what they're saying about a race war. I, I can see it, and to be honest, like it's slowly starting. Like it's slowly starting, and I hate that. Like I can truly say I hate this because nobody wants to live in this world and be uneasy every day. But to yeah. be honest, being black in this world, you're going to be uneasy every day <laughs> when you leave and hell, Breonna Taylor, like we always be like, when you leave this house, you don't know if you're coming back. Yeah. Breonna Taylor was in her home. So, yeah, that you know, is true, man. That is true. That's, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. It really is mm -hmm. because, I mean, I guess it's heartbreaking for me because I got a son that's 22 and a daughter that's 19. And then uh -huh. every day that I'm in and out the house, I worry. Um, for my wife's sake too, you know, my mom, my brother, all of us, like, 
we all just be on some some like chilling type shit and that's normally the ones that have to deal with all the extras you know like catching covid or getting shot mm-hmm. leaving out of the grocery store or just some weird shit you know what i'm saying so right. that's kind of where i'd be at most of the time just really tripping off the fact that at any given moment you know what i'm saying you you can be gone you know sure i mean kids i've coached i coached for 12 years i guess 13 i don't know i coached for a long ass time and, <laughs> and kids i know have passed my son's teammates you know and he like i say he's 22 just leaving college and stuff and um teammates have died you know from when he played on a 10 year old team and a 12 year old team Wow. Same like it's a long it's time like, ago. But, yeah, and it's so so many of the youth, you know. But it's crazy, man. That's it's, that's kind of what I would say that I would be the most worried about right now, you know. Because once mm-hmm. we once we lose control of ourselves, shit, man, it's gonna be crazy out here for real. I'm yeah. So much weed, it's gonna be ridiculous, man. Shit, <laughs> we'll be broken. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking all that damn chronic. But no, so that's what's up, man. But I guess um, you know, you just gotta let people be people, man. <laughs> that's so, true. And then hope for growth and change in people yeah. is well. Yeah. You know, I think uh also I think like um with the with the COVID nineteen thing, compassion in the communities, man, like passing out masks and, and helping people, yeah. you know, making sure people doing the right thing, like when I was in Menards the other day, I heard one uh, dude that worked in Menards, he's a black guy, tell another black guy walking with his son. He was talking to his son, pulled his mask down to his beard. And um, he was like, man, put your mask back on, brother. He was like, he can still hear you, put your mask back on, you know. And he turned around and looked at him and then he just lifted it up and put it back on. I was like, man, finally people starting to kind of wake up a little bit, man. And it ain't, mm-hmm. it ain't always gotta be a fight. It ain't always gotta be an argument. You know what I'm saying? Pick and choose your right. You know, that's just the way. That's what I like about the people who are actually wearing the masks. Like they're helpful. Hey, I make. I, I met um, a young lady. She was making masks for free. Like yeah. wasn't even short people. Like if you need a mask, I can make them. You know, washable and stuff like that. So I appreciate those type of people who are for the mask, for protecting themselves and protecting others. Them anti-maskers gone from around me. <laughs> Hey, you'd be surprised, man. There's a lot of them walking around, too. Like, I, matter of fact, like, I went out to Wentzville today. And mm-hmm. every, every time I go to this quick trip in Wentzville, because I got some clients, I got a client out there who yard I do. And every time I go to this quick trip out here, they got hot dogs rolling, people getting sodas out the machines, donuts in the case. Like, it's like it's, it's January 2020. <laughs> like, so I'm they like, brought it back? into the quick trip yeah. I thought I heard it. they took everything out man it's just that one quick trip though it's just that <laughs> one all the ones like on Halls Ferry and over here by the crib and every man all of them put a mask on you come in you ain't got no mask there's people walking around with masks they give you a mask like all of, all of that but when I go I went to that quick trip today and I was like, shit, I'm gonna go in here and get me an energy drink. And I went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And as I went to the bathroom, I walked past the hot dogs was rolling. They had the nachos out. They had, I mean, donuts. Like I said, it, it looked like 
Like we never experienced. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and left. I was like, I ain't buying shit. I don't even want a soda with a top on it out there. <laughs> right like, now, oh. what? No, I'll go somewhere else. I'm don't like, even cool. worry. Right? <laughs> I was too cool. I, I went on to the crib, man, for real. Uh, I was yeah. like, I'm straight. Because people just don't take it seriously. They feel like they it's don't. the hope of something. It's just yeah. like. Jeez. Not until somebody died or, you know, they get the feeling, that feeling, and then it's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you know, that shit crazy, man. So, Molly, it tell is. me, tell me, Molly, what, what movie could you watch over and over and over again? <laughs> A movie that I can watch over and over. I have so many because I'm really into, like, movies and TV shows. Like, if anybody knows me, I quote movies, TV shows, and, like, songs. <laughs> Regular yeah. conversations, right? But for a movie, um, it's so funny. But Friday at the next, really? I don't know, yeah, that's, I don't know what it is. I love that, right? That's the second one when she busts the windows out the car, right? No, that's next Friday. Okay. So Friday at the next is the one where uh, Cat Williams was introduced in there. Christmas, it's like the Christmas type yeah, thing, yeah, one. yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorites, too. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like I can watch it and laugh every time, like it's <laughs> me watching it for the first time. But I'm a really goofy person and I love to laugh, so that's definitely one of my top ones. That's what's up, man. Hey, that movie had me crying every time I watch it, for real. And it's old as hell. Y'all gonna say, you know, you you watch it. Yeah, it'd it be fun, though. It'd it be fun, man, because nowadays, to be honest with you, with the music and the movies and TV and all that, you're just looking at the same shit over and over and over again. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I'm so mad, man, every time I... <laughs> that damn Sweetie, Sweetie, I think is her name, uh... Every time that shit come on, little waist, fat ass, some shit she be saying, I be thinking that's too thinking cool. Blow the whistle. Yeah, man, I be so mad. I be like, man, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah, it me in the beginning. I'm like, oh, she's too short. Yeah, and then she comes on. And I'm it, like, they just ruining all my little memories, man. I ain't going to remember shit by the time I'm 50. Just... My thing is, it's like, people are redoing music like songs that just came out not even a whole 10 years ago type of thing it's like you ain't even trying to redo some 80s or some 90s you write on 2005 2006 songs so i don't understand that and then i also i'm sorry but this kind of goes with it i'm so tired of these reboots like tv show reboots it's like come up with something original hire some new actors like let people start to get to shine and get into the the industry like give them a chance come up with some new plays or some new tv show dynamics but they want to reboot everything and i'm so tired all that recycling is the reason i stopped looking at porn man like i just got tired of looking at byron long and julian st jackson you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, he in this movie too? Like, damn, man. And her? Oh. <laughs> like, I'm tired. Same thing. They might change the, the little plot, <laughs> the little intro, but yeah. same people, same thing. Right, they cut his hair this time. That's all. Like, it'd it, it be crazy, man. I don't know, but all that extra, man, like, it's like they scared they're going to fail if they don't just... And that's what it is. It's like, even if you take an old TV show and you want to revamp, revamp it and make it modern, yeah. do that. But put your, you know, put a 2020 spin on it, get some new actors. Like, y'all want to go back and get the same actors from 20 years ago, but they're 20 years older now. So it's like, how are you going to come with the same premise? 
for this show. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, I will say one thing about a show. <laughs> what? You know what I'm finna do. <laughs> I will what say one, th- one thing about a new show ain't nobody uh, seen, ain't nobody tripped off of, just came out the blue. <laughs> what's that? It's them girls down in the valley. Where, you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love me some TV. Hey, man, hey. That, hey. that TV show was like looking at the Players Club. In <laughs> like I mean, like with the no, actually, you know what? No, I'm not gonna say that because the player club, it was more, it was way more hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that show to me put me in the mindset of True Blood with uh the dude. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So. I love True Blood, so yes, because it gives you that country like feeling since it's based in Mississippi. You get that countryness, even though some of the accents, like the accents, which is horrible, yeah. Yeah. but it gives you that. So I can definitely see it being compared to like a true blood. Right. That's what's up. What were some of your favorite parts, though? So, of course, I love Lil Murder. <laughs> yeah, I, everybody love Lil Murder, man. That's what's up. <laughs> because you know what? In on some real stuff, I feel like the way that his character was portrayed, it was right on point. Because you can have these masculine, like, thug type yeah. of horror guys yeah. that are homosexual or that are bisexual. Like, honestly, he never verbally said what he was. He never said if he was bisexual or, Yeah, that's you know, true. Homosexual. He never did. He never did. So we don't, we don't necessarily know that, but I feel like the way that they portrayed him was, to me, in a good light. Um, mm-hmm. Because it shows the dynamic and it shows the complexity of that type of person. They want to be out. They want to be with the person that they love or that they're, you know, kicking it with. But then in the back of their mind, like on the last episode, in the back of their mind, he realized, like, hold on, I might not, you know, be ready for this in the spotlight. Yeah. I might not because he wants his career. And, yeah. you know, the world not ready for that type of music, that type of person with this type of person. Okay. That's just not how they gonna operate. Yeah, so I will true. I love the writing for that and how they um, portray that character. I do. I like the realism. I did. I like I like yeah. the idea of um, you know, going into foreclosure and all that. Like I own I own a couple businesses, so I know how hard it mm-hmm. is to stay afloat during certain seasons and certain times of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can actually understand where they was coming from. Um, I think another thing that I I resonated with was um, was Lil Murder when he got into the fight with his homeboy and he was outside and then his song played and he <laughs> like he got that feeling like it's funny but it was it was funny to me too because like I, I actually owned Infamous Records LLC for ten okay. years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and um, we was out around the same time as Nelly and all of them, and we had some big shit pop off. And I remember uh, them playing our music at the Pink Slip, and that was that was the first like time that I heard our music on the radio. You know, like Charlie Chan and and Aunt C and all them was mm-hmm. putting in word for us, DJ Chaos, all them guys. They was doing all that shit for us, and they was playing shit on the radio on them late nights. You know, DJ Chaos, the whole nine late nights. They was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, playing them sound. But I was always the business guy, so I owned the record label, 
I own the, the uh, production company. I own the little security guys. So I was always in meetings and moving around and talking to Lil John and Jermaine Dupree and different people trying to figure mm-hmm. shit out. And um, that one time I finally got an opportunity, not performing, you know, cause we did the High Point Cafe, we did Club Rivers, we did Club Elises, we did all kinds of stuff back in the day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, and man, like it was just sitting in the pink slip that night and the song came on. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, is this what it sound like? And then to hear the announcer say, that's all the infamous 314 right there. And about 15 strippers come run out of nowhere and just start shaking and bouncing around and trying to get it. <laughs> hey, that shit's fascinating, man. It's like, it's unreal. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. people, that people really glorify. Yeah. Like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Know. Wasn't one of those feelings like, damn, this is what it's for. Like, you hear your song knocking on the speakers. You feel like, damn, like it's paid off what I've done and where I've gotten or where I've come from. It's like, it's for this, to hear myself, to feel good, to be like, that's me. That's me on the speaker. That's me playing. Right. Right. I think my biggest, my accomplished, my biggest accomplished feeling was actually pressing and selling the CDs. I didn't really too much care about the shows and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at the present moment. It was when I got my first thousand dollars and went to ballistics and was like talking to hype dog and all them like, hey, I need an album cover <laughs> and I need <laughs> I need 500 CDs like right now, you know what I'm saying? And it went from there. That was that was like how um like how Nipsey Hustle say, you know, uh that dope dealer touching that first that first key, you know what I'm saying? Or that, that, that first ten thousand dollars, you like, damn, this how the money come? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's how it was for me. Yeah, that adrenaline was them CDs. It wasn't even doing the shows. The shows just came natural. It was just like I knew we had to do that shit. We didn't have a choice. But the CDs, I paid for that shit, so <laughs> that felt good. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Hey, that's what's up, man. So. Being from St. Louis, man, um, and experiencing all the things that you did growing up, mm-hmm. um, this would be the last question that I ask. And this is the question that I ask all my guests. Everyone okay. that comes on the show, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter how emotional, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how emotional you get or how angry you get or any of that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter, man. Just however you feel at the present moment when you answer this question just let it go you know what I'm saying okay. um, the last question that I have to ask for you Molly with the most <laughs> <laughs> tell my listeners and myself a story a short story of some sort mm-hmm. where an experience a person a book um, a moment of clarity uh, a moment that scared the hell out of you anything that made you who you are right now? Look at me. I have so many. I have so many. Whatever whatever makes you comfortable. No, I'll tell one. And it's a funny one, but it it has a meaning to it too. So I have this scar on my forehead. You probably can't see it now. It's been years. I got this scar at the age of eight. (laughs) I was over... On the train tracks, playing, well, not necessarily playing. I was crossing the train tracks over by the Henry Station. Okay. So, you know, 
who want to take the long way around? You're going to take the shortcut. So I was actually with my mom, and she was walking in front of me. And, you know, you have the tracks going north, and then you have the tracks going south. Right. So I'm walking across. I'm a kid. I'm eight. I'm playing. I'm playing. Like, oh, jump on one, hop over the other, skip. So when I tried to skip over one, I actually tripped. Yeah. I fell <laughs> yeah. face first oh, wow. onto the track, the railroad track. track or train yeah. Track. Oh, yeah. Man. So when I got up initially, again, I'm eight years old, and it was just, ooh, a warm feeling, but it wasn't like anything painful or anything. I just felt really warm for some reason. And my mom helped me up. So when she looked at me, her face just went like this, completely open. Wow. <laughs> Blood gushing down my face. But of course, I can't see it. I can't see how bad it is. But I, like I said, it got warm. So I'm not ignoring that the warmth is coming from the blood rushing yeah, down my face. Yeah. So we were actually on our, we had just got off the metro legal course. So we were walking to her friend's house and all I remember her just grabbing my head, you know how your mama snatch you up, <laughs> grabbing my head <laughs> and we just speed walking, like just speed walking, speed walking. So she gets to her friend's house and she's like, you have to take us to the emergency room, yada, yada, yada. So I feel honestly, not knowing what's going on. I'm not knowing that my head is <laughs> so, <laughs> so when two okay, children, yeah. <laughs> a kid, right? So I went to Children's Hospital, um, had to have emergency, well, I don't even want to call it emergency surgery, but I did. So I had to get dissolvable stitches within my head. I think I had about 38 of those. And then I had to get stitches on the outside. You know, back then they didn't have like right. the stitches now type of thing, like the glue stitch thing. It was them. All I know, and I remember I hollered <laughs> like wow. the whole entire time um, because that was my first encounter with anything. You know, most kids. Um, you know, get your finger caught in the cord. I did that a couple times, small stitches, no problem. But this was like my first time actually in a hospital for something this big. Yeah. So I cried the entire time, like screaming. They had to have like uh, my mom in there. I think my dad or my stepmom was in there too, like, you know, trying to calm me down and hold me down. I remember them putting on Bambi. Like, they were like, do you want to watch something <laughs> on TV? <laughs> So I'm saying all this to say, I am the type of person I have to learn things the hard way. Yeah. Always, yeah. ever. Like yeah, I have yeah. to learn things the hard way. You can tell me, because my mom before I feel she did say, quit playing, like don't play on the tracks and stuff like that. And I'm a kid, I'm walking behind you, I'm going to play. Yeah. So I have to learn lessons the hard way. But the thing is, I appreciate that lesson a whole lot more if I learn it the hard way opposed to somebody telling me the outcome of it. Like you can tell me all day, you play on or you're gonna fall, you're gonna bust your head. But I'm not gonna know the depth of it until I actually do it. Which is kind of like a, well, if they telling you how hard it's gonna be or what the outcome is, why would you still do it? I've been hard-headed my whole life. <laughs> hey, man, trust your own research. Ain't nothing wrong with that shit. <laughs> so, that's my story. Like, that's my, my life thing. Like, that shaped me into realizing, like, I take heed to what people tell me. Right. And sometimes I will choose to listen to them and not do it. But 
it's crazy to say, but I enjoy the process of learning something, whether right or wrong, whatever the consequence may be, I enjoy learning that for myself. Okay. Hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, you heard it here first, man. Bust the head and all shit. Hey, do your own research, fool. That's how that works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how it works. You got to figure it out on your own. <laughs> I got to. I have to. And it's crazy to say that some people are like, no, if somebody's going to tell me I'm going to fall, I'm not going to do it. Me, I'm going to fall. <laughs> like, I'm going to fall. Which is, yeah. like I said, I've been poor head my whole life, so I just, I have to learn consequences on my own and outcomes on my own. Now, that's all right, man. That's how you get the most. You hear me? Hey, <laughs> Molly, man, go ahead and tell these people how to find you, girl. Okay, so you can find Molly with the Most podcast, like I said, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and also other apps that carry podcast episodes. So just type in Molly with the Most. You're able to find me there. YouTube as well, Molly with the Most. I upload the episodes there. Instagram is at Molly with the Most. And then Twitter is Molly W underscore the Most. And please interact with me. I like interacting with people. Yeah, like, give me your feedback and stuff like that. And listen, let me know. Don't that drive you crazy? You have 10,000 <laughs> followers and talk to the same people every damn day. It's the like, same people. You're yeah. Like, damn, right. man. <laughs> That's crazy. Just let me you know like what's going on, how you feel. You can even tell me what you're cooking for dinner. Like I interact about just about everything. I don't like to argue, so yeah, you don't come out trying to argue. <laughs> Hey, but that's how we met, though, man. That's how we met, interacting. You hear me? That's that's what's up. Right, interacting. Man, yeah. hey, you know what? I tell you what, man, like, it's so fun <laughs> meeting new people, especially when yeah. when you don't really know anything about somebody. It's a difference when y'all chat and then you meet them in person. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big difference versus just actually meeting somebody. Like, we just met by chance, and then, and here we are. Right. This episode turned out to be pretty damn nice, man. It is. I enjoyed it. I didn't yeah. have a good time. That's what's up, man. So, hey, do do me one favor though. It, it is okay. September, and I am actually, mm-hmm. like I said, um, promoting women's wellness and health and things uh-huh. like that. So, uh, tell the ladies, man, anything that you want, anything positive, um, shine a light on, on on the ladies, man. Our culture, everything, whatever, just. Tell them what's up. This is, gotcha. This is my biggest thing that I try to stress because I try to live my life this way as well. Two things. The first thing is give consent. If you don't want to have sex, don't give consent. If you do, give consent. And it's okay not to want to have sex with you. It's okay to say not tonight or no, I'm not interested. But let that person know if you do and let that person know if you don't. So it's okay to tell a person no and stuff like that because men have to understand you need consent to have sex. So for women, don't feel, yeah, don't feel obligated to have sex with anybody if you don't want to give consent or don't give consent. It is totally up to you and it's your body. The second thing that I like to stress, um, get tested. Get tested regularly. Like, sit there. I go every six months to get tested. And I'm not even having sex right now. So, but I still go because I like to know what my body is doing inside and out. 
So you can go to your local health department, you can go to a clinic, you can go to, you know, your primary care physician, you know, your OB, wherever you need to go, get tested, make sure you're right, make sure everything regarding your body is where it needs to be for you, for your health and wellness. So it's, we put so many stigmas on STDs and things like that, but it's better to know than to not know. Yeah, you don't want to spread it, you know, to anybody. So always, if you want to have sex, give consent. Don't give consent and then go get tested. Wrap it up. That's what's up, man. You heard it here first on the Bobby Dollar Show, man. My homegirl here, Molly, with the most. She dropping them gems for y'all ass, man. Hey, don't leave them on the floor. Pick them up, put them in your pocket. <laughs> Check them out again later on. You hear me? Hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been Bobby Dollars. It's been Molly with the most. Hey, man, it's been another episode of the Bobby Dollar Show. I appreciate you.